The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Welcome to episode number 333 of On the Corner, the official PitcherList.com. I'm your host, Alex Fast, joined, as always, by the ready-to-travel Nick Pollock. Nick, how you doing? What is happening? Yes, I'm heading up to Cape Cod for the week, uh, which means I'm not streaming this week, and we are not doing the Nick and Alex baseball show. But Alex was incredibly kind uh, to change his schedule a little bit so that he can fit me in. Uh, for this so thank you so much fast we still got the on the corner in i got the list out early today and uh you know we're, we're gonna do it we're here for you at least it's the least i can do you deserve you deserve a break you deserve some leisure time i'm glad it coincides with the all-star break so you can you can take your mind off and i can just see you eight hours from now sitting on the beach saying to yourself listen it's nice that Clayton's starting this all-star game, but Sandy. Yes, Sandy, man. Let Sandy uh, start the all-star I get it. It's game. the Dodgers <clears throat> and it's Kershaw. And you but you know what? Do that. I'm not sure. Tr- I, I try to keep the Venn diagram, the little circle in between the Venn diagram. I try to keep it yeah. as small as possible between on the corner and the Nick and Alex baseball show. But mm-hmm. it just gets to the what I'm talking about with the all-star game where it's like, well, then what's the point, man? Like it, so now we have old timers who aren't doing well in there. And what now mean, what's, the, what, what, what's the, what mean, got, what's the point? It's about to be a celebration of the game. And that no, is the way to, to celebrate. It's supposed to be the best players. Right. And it, Clayton Kershaw. Great. Taking that perfect game into like the seventh, eighth, whatever. Great. Fantastic. He's fantastic. You can't deny Cindy. Like it just, it, 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 it denigrates the name of the all-star game to me, in my opinion, like, and also, it doesn't mean anything at the end of the day. I don't think any like, can you tell me who started the All-Star game six years ago? Can you tell me who started the All-Star game last year? Uh, maybe if you can think about it, but like, it doesn't I really matter. Know. <laughs> Can't. So it doesn't matter, I guess, but whatever. Anyway, that's not what we're here to talk about. Like yeah. I said, try and keep that Venn diagram small. Sorry if I sound totally. Who, who was cares? it? Was it, was it Garrett like, Cole? No, I don't. I don't know, man. I don't know. No one knows. <laughs> no one knows. Yeah, that's a good point. So why not have the hometown king go first then, right? Yeah, I guess so. Now I'm super curious. Okay, so this is the one yeah, that was this is, in, what, this is what you've done. I know. It was in cores. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. It was Otani. 
Um, oh yeah, duh. Yeah, he started, and I think it might have been. Oh, I don't know. Corbin Burns. Oh Scherzer. No Scherzer. Scherzer. Oh Scherzer. Yes, yeah. I mean that was, that was beautiful. It was beautiful. Oh, it was, it was so beautiful. Time. We remembered it so much. Um, yeah. Well, then right. it's about celebrating the moment. That's good by Clayton Kershaw. But anyway, we're not going to do that anymore. No. Uh, stay tuned for that next week. The Nick and Alex baseball show. Hope you guys have been enjoying that. Um, thanks for tuning in. It's much better live um, than via the podcast. Let me tell you. You can watch on Twitch. And also, uh, and it's great. Last, uh, uh, okay. Wow. Sitting on the plane. Sitting on the plane yesterday. Coming back yeah. to the yeah. West Coast and watching the MLB coverage because JetBlue right. has Direct TV and. It's fantastic because there's Kylie McDaniel. And guess what? I turned to my wife and I was like, we just had him on our podcast. Yeah, we did. It's a fun listen because we have fun on the Nick and Alex baseball show and we get cool people to talk about cool topics. Um, (laughs) But not us. We're not going to talk about cool topics with cool people today. No, we're just going to talk about my latest edition of the top 100 signing pitchers. So fast. Let's go. Uh, I hate saying let's jump into it because we haven't. And um, let's let's get to it. Let's get the people what they want. We're going to give them what they want. We're going to start with tier one, one through six, Corbin Burns, Shane McClanahan, Garrett Cole, Sandy Alcantara, Max Scherzer, and Zach Wheeler. We need a theme this week. We it's, do. It's oh, you God, so much thought the, to this, clearly. Well, no, no, no. <laughs> but I, I, I purposefully try and do it spur of the moment. I was going to make it um, all of your favorite Smash Mouth songs because of All-Star Week. Uh, but we're not going to do that. I know that many <clears throat> Smash Mouth songs. You've been able to really worm your way out of a lot. Not even. No, you've been really be able, creative. Creative. Able I'm to creative. Kind of, yeah, fast. Creative. Come on, not worm my way out. And no one wants me to just say a video game every time. You want like, you know, fast. Give me a category. I've stalled enough. Okay. For you. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, we're this is how I feel. The, cat- the category is celebrities. The category is celebrities. Oh, come on. <clears throat> Uh, yes, uh, stupid all right i love Fine. watching you google celebrities right now yeah right <laughs> hey siri show me celebrities okay all right so tier one you want tier one fast yeah this is uh, corbin burns shane McClanahan, garrett cole sandy alcantara max scherzer zach wheeler one through six i'm gonna go with paul rudd because he's good in everything that he does very nice. Off to a really good start here. Really good start. <laughs> hey, look at us. Um, so we, we don't have much. We don't have a, a lot of movement, really, in the top two tiers in the top 14. A lot of blue, which is good. Um, you know, we're, 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 we're going into the all-star break here. I don't think we have too many major shakeups, although there is the, the plus minus the one. become very important in the top tier. And that's Scherzer and Wheeler. Was there just something where Scherzer has looked just like his dominant self and Wheeler just laid that egg against the Blue Jays and hasn't had more than seven strikeouts since the end of June? I mean, it's not just. It's like just his old self. Scherzer has 29 strikeouts in his last three games combined. Uh, That's all you need to know. Actually, 31. I take it back. (laughs) More. Um, He's that good. And it's really hard at this point. It's Burns, McClanahan, Cole, Alcantara, Scherzer, Wheeler to push them up anymore. You can argue that Scherzer has a slightly more elevated uh, injury question mark than anyone else in this tier, but at the very least, uh, sir, I uh, that Wheeler, uh, yeah, we had the clunker of six hundred runs and has had three straight games of five strikeouts or fewer. So there you go, sure, so you get it. So we're going to move into tier two solely because I'd like to actually talk about a difference between six and seven here. So tier two is starting at seven up to fourteen: Verlander, Musgrove, Carlos Rodon. Shohei Otani, Clayton Kershaw, Alec Manoa, Kevin Gausman, and Aaron Nola. What's it called, and why is it called that? 
Um, I'd say Zendaya because uh, it's like coming up, you know, and oh, everyone's just like, yeah, 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 you know, and uh, it's two just like two, good, good stuff. Yeah, good stuff. So for two, Justin Verlander versus Zach Wheeler is kind of where I'm interested. I'm both interested in what the difference is between the two and why the tier break is where it is there. Yeah, so we actually talked about this a lot. Someone said in the chat, uh, what does Verlander need to do to become tier one? Because he's a 189 ERA and a 0.88 whip thus far, 26% K rate. He's got a lot of innings, 109 thus far. Has the most wins in the major at 12, uh, majors at 12. I am concerned about Verlander's four-seamer. It allows uh, 35% hard contact. Keep in mind, 2018, 2019, it was sub 30% levels. He's lost spin on it. Um, sticky stuff obviously has had an effect because it was also a 15 to 16% swing strike rate pitch. And now it's an 8.8% swing strike rate pitch. I think that you're going to see some sort of regression on it. The batting average allowed has been pretty much the same at 217. Um, BABIP hasn't been oddly lower, but it's X average is 251 as opposed to the sub 200 marks um, that Verlander's four seamers had in 18 and 19. I think there is regression coming in some fashion. Um, on on Verlander's fastball and the slider has been has been really good too. Same idea of it should be allowing more hits than it has. So you see the six point four hit per nine right now. That should probably go up. That means the ERA will go up. The FIP is three oh eight, which honestly is kind of right. Two thirty seven BABIP and I uh, a ten percent home run fly ball rate, eighty two percent left on base. But it just feels like it's gone his way completely thus far. And with the dramatically lowered K rate from those previous years too. It just all feels like it's going to normalize a little in the second half. Not to say that I don't love Verlander. He's at seven, uh, but I don't trust it as much as I do the guys in the first tier. Interesting conversation to be had, too, that I'm still kind of on the fence about, about what happens to Justin Verlander's innings in the second half, because hmm. he has 109 and a third innings coming off yeah. of Tommy John surgery after six innings in 2020. OK, obviously, we know before that he had four consecutive uh, um, 200 plus inning seasons. He's also 39. He also has a player option next year. Um, so mm. it, it, he he could theoretically be a free agent. I I don't know. Maybe he decides to look for like a two year deal. Um, I mean, but why wouldn't he? Right. I mean, if he's yeah. 39 years old, he's got a 1.89 ERA. Even if that fastball does catch up with him, like you're saying, he what ends the year with a at worst a low three era at like the very worst probably mm-hmm. right so it's gonna be an interesting conversation to see uh, uh, you know right now 200 innings for justin verlander you think you think he gets about 90 no way no, no 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 i mean even though it's the quote-unquote halfway point it's not we're past it yeah uh so if he's at 109 now no it's not it's not get 200 but 170 something like that that seems right yeah it seems like he's on track for about 180 um, at least. So, um, all right, let's move on to some of the other people uh, inside here. We, we talked about him briefly. Looks almost perfect in his last outing. One of the more significant risers in the list. Uh, and that's Clayton, or at least early on for sure. And that's Clayton Kershaw decided to bounce him up six spots. Is it just that you've seen him string enough, you know, consistent starts in the month of July to boost him up? Yeah, he's killing it. Uh, last three starts have been at least seven innings each, uh, one walk between them, an average of eight strikeouts per. He's insane. Uh, it's, it's a Tatiaga, the ace is the ace that is always going to ace. And I, I know those are listening, they feel as if it should be the ace who is always going to ace. Mm. I understand that if you talk to about a person, it's who, and if it's an object, it's that. 
But Ace, that's, mm, are we going to personify Ace to be that or who? I don't know. So it's Tatiaga. Anyway, you should get your shirt on the Petro store. Tatiaga is great. 213 ERA this year. Uh, 0.91 whip is insane. And yeah, you should just be thrilled about Kershaw. Uh, I just started him every single day. Now, there is a question about his injuries. History, same with yeah. are a little bit, a little bit elevated relative to everyone else. But honestly, I'm, I'm making injury risk much less of a thing now because it's the middle of July. There's less time to get injured. It's fun when the olds are good, isn't it? Yeah, it's like the 60s of music, baby. Yeah, it's fun when the olds are good. Um, One last thing I wanted to talk about in this tier, actually, I didn't realize I'd be talking so much about this tier in particular, in particular, um, (laughs) is uh, is Kevin Gaussman versus Aaron Nola. So Aaron Nola has what was earlier in the year, a very kind of Nola start where just kind of cruising and then maybe left in a little bit too long towards the back end of the game. And he gets hit a little bit hard by the Cardinals there. And then he just, I mean, shuts down. Uh, Miami nearly has a uh, um, a complete game shutout. Goes uh, eight and a third with no one runs, four hits, one walk, and ten Ks. Kevin Gaussman, you know, he gets the comebacker on his shin in Tampa Bay, so just two innings there. He gets pushed back a little bit. He's going to start. He's going to start, and then he makes his debut against the AAA Kansas City Royals. And I mean, it was it was fine. He got a quality start. I mean, two earned runs, two walks, and six Ks, seven hits. But I mean, seriously, if you're playing the the Mud City River Hens or whatever, you, you kind of want you want a little bit. You want to like shut them down, you know. And that yeah. wasn't that. So the good thing is the velocity was there. It was just command of the four seamer wasn't as good. And Gaussman's splitter it gets all the attention. But it's the foundation set by the four seamer that allows the splitter to be as good as it is. So I uh, this wasn't as good location as we're used to seeing from Gaussman. And uh, I think they'll be better in the future. Right. Tier three, 15 through 22. Brandon Woodruff, Robbie Ray, Dylan Cease, Max Freed, Logan Webb, Shane Bieber, Pablo Lopez, Tony Gonsolin. What's it called and why is it called that? Oh, right. This is all this whole thing. Oh, God. Celebrities. Holly. Yeah. Celebrities. Yeah. Celebrities. I hate this so much. Um, This is called Celebrity Deathmatch. Um, because that, you know, it never became that, that it didn't like last that long, but yeah, it was a sure. top tier show. Yeah, of course. What did he say? Did he say, let's get it on? What was the, yeah, what was the thing? Let's get it on. Yeah, yeah was Judge off. Mills Lane. Yeah, um, and I love the fact that one of the announcers was named Nick. That made me happy. Uh, that made you happy. That was yeah. that was a, some a quality show. We're not going to talk about Tony Gonsolin this week because I I honestly cannot remember a time in which he has fallen or plateaued. Uh, it's just been amazing to watch his star rise. We should talk about the one person. Uh, well, actually, there are two who fell, but the one I want to talk about who fell uh, in this tier is Max Freed. Uh, I mean, obviously. We, it's not really a surprise. I think that the the strikeouts have leveled off a bit, right? There was that stretch um, against Washington and then San Francisco and then the Dodgers. Uh, and even before that against Pittsburgh, where he was striking out eight or nine a game. And you're like, oh, okay. Now we're getting this really kind of Mac, fun Max Freed. And now he's kind of really fallen back, back to back 4Ks, then a 5K game, with also five walks against the Mets. Picks up that command again, that start against Washington with 4Ks. But not really picking up a, 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 a lot of whiffs. I mean, some whiffs in the curveball and change up. You decided to bring him down too. What are you thinking about Max Freed? Spaz just spent a long time 
trying to understand the whole reasoning maybe behind me dropping Max Freeze because this, he's at five blocks and maybe recovers, but maybe he doesn't. And then Fast then looks up the page and he sees... And it's Clayton Kershaw and Max Scherzer. <laughs> Max Freed and Logan Webb each saw a small dip, but they haven't changed. This was a promotion for the other arms listed. Okay, great. Well, <laughs> it's a reminder to read the notes, people. <laughs> that would be like me doing the roundup and the italicized voice of like the story of Alex Fast, you know? <laughs> Narrator. Did he read yeah. that? Yeah. He did not. He did not. Uh, but no, but right. I mean, really, Max Freed is a stable guy. I have, I actually have Logan Webb a little bit higher than I realized that he should be below Max Freed because Max Freed is just Logan Webb, but better. <laughs> um, better whip. Papa John's, you know? <laughs> oh, my God. Um, all right. Tier 4, 23 through 28. Luis Castillo, Julio Arias, Yu Darvish, Frankie Montas, Chris Bassett, Framber Valdez. What's it called and why is it called that? I hate this so much. You made me do celebrities. Yeah, I don't well, know. We'll make it Hollywood here. We'll make no, it no, 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 no. Don't worry. That's the same idea. That's the same. I could have even said Hollywood as one. Sure. Um, all right, celebrities. Um. Oh, okay. Wait, I think I have one. Jay Bruchel. I think that's how you why? pronounce his name, right? Why? Why are we in? Why are we not in tier thirty? And you're breaking. Yeah, no, no, because yeah. because he's not an ace. Oh, okay. Jay Baruchel, by the way. Baruchel, but he's yeah. great. You know, he 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 does his thing well. Like he does, you know. He I just tried really wait. hard. I can, I'm not going to say who Jay Baruchel is or what he's in because I I want to hear the collective. Oh yeah, that guy. Whatever right. Google's him, and they're like, right, oh exactly. yeah, that's him. <laughs> so I knew him so well that I didn't know how, how to spell or pronounce his name. You know, but that's yeah. the point of this tier is that they are in these movies. They are among the aces. Sure. But he they are not yet. And that's tier four. We can kick off with the leader of that pack, Luis wow. Castillo. Four seamer sitting 98 again. Hot weather, Luis. We know that this is the case with him. What are you seeing out of him beside that 98 in the heater that made you rise him six spots? See, now fast scrolled up and he did read the notes. Didn't scroll uh, up. Didn't scroll up. Didn't scroll hot up. Weather, I, I, I hit I, search. I, I, yeah, there. <laughs> then you found it. <laughs> Work smarter, not harder. Yeah, then you saw what I wrote. Cool. Exactly. Uh, just 300 runs over the last four games for Luis Castillo. He's throwing harder just against the Yankees. 97.7 miles per hour on the four-seamer. You love to see it. He did have four walks, but it is the patient Yankee starters and I will our, our hitters. And I will say, I love the fact he's kind of doing the Blake Snell blueprint. He's moved away from the sinker, but done a lot of four seamers elevated. The changeup is getting down a good amount. The slider is inconsistent start to start. But overall, I dig this. Uh, I think Luis Castillo is getting pretty close to that AGA label. Um, I hope that he can pick it up. I mean, this is the story often with Luis Castillo is we always like the second half more so than the first. Mm. And I hope it's more of that same tale this year. Now, there's something interesting to consider So uh, about the next guy that I want to talk about, and that's Frankie Montas, who rises eight spots. Probably the most sought after, well, actually, along with Luis Castillo, the two most sought after characters in the market right, right now. Um, well, what about Martin Perez? He has the better ERA fast. That's true. I'm joking. That's no, true. it's not. Yeah, it's true, but it's not. No. It's, uh, it's, yeah. yeah, exactly. It is technically true. Um, the two opposite ends of the spectrum in Luis Castillo going uh, from the second, there there is no park 
downgrade that Castillo can be traded to because the Rockies are not going to acquire him, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And there is no park uh, benefit. Benefit. Well, let me let me re- rephrase this. Yeah, you're saying and, like he's going and, from like the best pitcher's park, and Castillo's pretty much going from the worst pitcher's park. Exactly. Okay. Uh, and theoretically, then that's great for Castillo. But Montas, the tw- by by Statcast's park factor leaderboards, uh, Oakland Coliseum, the third friendliest pitching park in baseball. Um, which mm. is very interesting considering the other two. Is uh, Camden better for because of left field now? Uh, it's tough because it's still three year rolling averages. Oh, I um, see. But if yeah. I go take a look at the rolling average on and we look at park factor, <laughs> I'm an average, and this is a hill. <laughs> yeah. uh, it is the sixth best pitching park in baseball. Oh, look at that. Wonderful. Anyway, so Frankie Montas, long story short, here, uh, he has shoulder sol- shortness, I want to say, shoulder soreness. Sold and he should be uh he's expected to return in the first game back he never hit the il so he never was off the list um in the first place but we do anticipate he'll return um right away and honestly montas you know he just goes innings and has a 20 percent sorry 26 percent strikeout rate and more often than not has been better than bad right or yeah. helpful rather than detrimental so yeah, Frankie Montas was actually had his aces can ace label and then he got hurt and I had to strip it away because Jared and I when you get hurt, I, I remove it. So I felt bad for him. And now that he's gonna be starting again, I think he's gonna get it within two starts. So yay. Okay. Moving on to tier five, 29 through 34, Charlie Morton, Kyle Wright, Lucas Giolito, John Gray, Logan Gilbert, Luis Garcia. What's it called and why is it called that? Oh my god. Um all right. I uh I mean, it's, it's, I don't know how to do this with celebrity. Okay. I, I'm good. <laughs> no. Hank Azaria. I don't know. I love Hank Azaria and I love a lot of these guys. Yeah, that'll do. That'll do. <laughs> um, so one of the guys, we've talked about a good amount of guys in this tier, but one of the guys that we haven't really talked about um, is number 33. And that's Logan Gilbert who rises five spots and okay. Start against Texas uh, a little while ago, five innings pitch with no uh, one and run four hits, no walks, four K's. The four seamer has been, you know, average. It's been it's been okay. It's got a, uh, you know, kind of middling. I wouldn't say it's really fantastic. The slider, however, been been very good. Um, what is it about Logan Gilbert recently that has you bump him up five? What I well, first of all, I had to bring down guys. Uh, you see tier eight, and that, that there's a lot of bad stuff there. There was also uh, everyone got a plus two. Um, because we had to remove Severino, Salem, Boz, and they added uh, Evaldi. So actually, just plus three for guys inside the top 40 uh-huh. um, innately. So it's only a plus two, and I had a lower Strider, and I had a lower uh, somebody else, I believe. Maybe Lynn it was that I had to do. Uh, but as far as Logan Gilbert goes, I wouldn't say the slider is doing enough, personally. It's kind of like a cutter. And that's not exaggerated movement, only 11% swing strike rate on it and just a 61% strike rate, 22% CSW, not really great, sub 30% O swing on it. And so like Logan Gilbert hasn't taken the step yet with his changeup or his curveball or his slider that we've wanted to, because I think the four seamer is doing as much as it can. 13% swing strike rate, um, 30% O swing, 70% strike rate. It's, it has to do everything for him to succeed. This is an excellent offering that needs better secondaries to really flourish. You know, we have, when you improve one of your secondaries, you improve everything else too. 
And uh, Gilbert has a fantastic foundation here. It's why uh, he has this 276 ERA. I mean, luck as well, but still, uh, this is the reason for it. I don't think he's going to keep this sub three ERA in the second half, unless that slider curveball change it. One of those really needs to take a step forward, and I don't think it will. So, this isn't a ranking of ERAs, of course not. And if it were, then looking Gilbert would be much better, as his ERA ranks 23rd among all starting pitchers. I think that Gilbert's going to be taking a step back. I've been calling him a sell high for a while. He hasn't really done it. So I've been kind of stupid. At the same time, he's had two of his last four games have come with forward runs. So say what you want about it. But yeah, looking Gilbert's fine. And he's good. He's a step above those other Tobies because maybe he does get that slider going. You know, mm. There's still a chance for this to happen. Um, I hope it does because it's a really good fastball. Man, we gotta. We might have to find a way to get some additional context uh, in for stuff like this because, you know what I mean. Like you, you take a look at that and you think, if I were to look at this list right away and see Logan Gilbert, I'd be like, oh, he really likes Logan Gilbert. You know what mm. I mean? Um, but that didn't sound like you really like Logan Gilbert. It sounds like okay, he's a thirty-three. Um, I tried to write as many notes as I can. I think this was thirty-two hundred words today. Oh, yeah. I right. should have done thirty-three fast for you. Should have. <laughs> 33 extra words um all right let's go to tier 6 35 through 40 tristan mckenzie spencer strider jose barrios nestor cortez jordan montgomery nathan Eovaldi. what's it called and why is it called that i uh, halle berry because why? sometimes it's really bad like catwoman uh-huh but overall excellent yeah, exactly. Sometimes, sometimes it's great. Yeah, monsters ball. Um, I'm trying to keep with the theme of like guys that we haven't really been able to really dig into or discuss in the past couple of weeks. And really, Tristan McKenzie has has been one of those guys. He rises seven. He's at the top of this tier, coming off what the best start of his career, maybe eight innings pitch with no one runs, five hits, no walks, twelve Ks. Just the the blueprint that he was working with uh, in that game was so guardians to me um <laughs> because it was it was curveballs down on the dirt and it was mid to low heaters like there wasn't a mm. lot of elevated right it was really sure. kind of pounding the zone with heaters and that's what they would do that's what bieber would do a lot um and i i think it's something that they're kind of into it's an interesting stance to take when it comes to those pitches and man did he have success because he had a 50 percent csw on that curveball now i understand detroit not been the best offensively definitely been a struggle for them this year but it's not like you know well well it's been the best start of his career and a fantastic start overall it's not like it was super duper surprising 12 cases but he's been very very good this year what are you seeing from tristan mckenzie tristan mckenzie had a start where you're supposed to just throw strikes to the tigers and that's what he did he just threw tons and tons of four seamers over the plate and that's great Curveball is really nice, as you mentioned, down uh, 10 over 24 whiffs, which is really high. Mm. Uh, if you think like a 33% is an excellent, like an elite, elite swing strike rate, and that would have been 10 over 30. This is 10 over 24. Uh, that's amazing. Slider was actually really bad. <laughs> it's kind of all over the place. Um, and I'm, I'm glad that he had that curveball to put down constantly. I think that Tristan McKenzie is always going to be a little volatile. I'm surprised to see that he has a 3-2 ERA with a .98 whip. Um, thus far in the year it's great it's wonderful i'm not going to overrate this start against the tigers but against tough teams like for example he went two games in a row against the twins struggled on both 13 runs uh, runs total but the last three yankees okay all right you you dealt with them without an issue 
and then the Royals, he walked five. Um, and then you have the Detroit. And now that's kind of who he is. I hope he becomes better than this. But I really didn't want to push him up the ranks um, from a start against Detroit. Okay. Um, uh, Jose Barrios, he rises 11. Uh, he's fooled us before with a 13K gem against the Twins the beginning of June and then really kind of devolved back to the struggle bus uh, at 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 the end of June there with six run runs against the White Sox, eight run runs against the Brewers. He has that great start, obviously, again, against Philly, um, and then shows it again in Kansas City. A little, a, still a little, like, erratic. I, I don't think the, the command was particularly, like, beautiful uh, for me. Um, obviously, again, against a very weak Royals lineup. But we, we call him, you know, you kind of call him the great, the the great equalizer but also the great undulator uh the great undulator um what are you like i I feel silly even asking this because i asked this so long ago after that 13k start like is this where he turns it around and finally levels out and has a good stretch but is the is the second half for jose barrios where we see the jose barrios we were expecting when we drafted few things i want to say fast one the way that you said half i want you to say like all your words Mm-hmm. Um, I, I loved it. You like ate it. You like the second half. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I body. Like, Are you okay? Was that real? Yeah, I just choked on my like on like I, a, a sip of coffee. Yeah. It's oh tough to man, you can't even. Wow, half the way you said it. It was like chunky. You went at it. Oh boy. I. The other thing is, where's the great equalizer? I, where, where did that come from? I don't trying know. Trying to find maybe. out undulator. You were just trying to. Find the I don't word. Know why it popped uh, yeah. into maybe? Oh, I think I might have that book. There's a book called the Great. Oh, Equalizer. the Great Equalizer. Well, he is the Great Undulator. Undulator. And Barrios, the last four starts now: three hundred nine ERA, one twenty four WHIP, and a thirty percent K rate. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't against the toughest opponents. His command can still be a little bit on and off. I uh, I don't have him as ranked as I used to, expecting him to be a top thirty starter the rest of the way. Still, I I don't think that it's wise for us to completely give up on Jose Barrios. And you see the five two two ERA, and you just go, "Oh gosh, get me out of here." But yeah, I don't know. I think Jose Barrios is pretty good for a winning ball club, and uh, you should be starting him. The last person uh, hitting not a lot of people in this tiny little baby tier, but I do want to talk about him a little bit because he returns to the list at number forty, and that's Nathan Eovaldi. Uh, he, he's got you know one start back. Uh, he missed a, a considerable chunk of change there after his start june 8th was his last start and then of course reappears against the yankees a little bit of a slow start uh but then kind of finds his own a little bit ends the day with nine whiffs um gets five on the changeup, which was kind of really good to see but aside from that that moonshot against stanton kind of settled in had a pretty good start against the yankees what are you anticipating to see Moving forward, yeah. So he missed uh, he missed about five weeks. Uh, last start was on June 8th and then the 15th of July for Eovaldi. The fastball velocity was down two plus ticks in this, hmm. and that's the that's the concerning element. Um, I think Eovaldi was settling in around the end of the early 30s or so, um, before he hit the IL. And if Eovaldi is to get back there, he has to have his fastball velocity back. I know it was just a home run ultimately, but it was still eight base runners um, on the start. 4.1 innings, 78 pitches. He should be more stretched out next time. 
I'm just hoping that's what we see moving forward. And I think once you get one or two starts all set, uh, then we are good to go with the Evaldi. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Let's move on to the next tier here. That's uh, tier seven, 41 through 44. Tiny little baby tier. Tywin Walker, Miles Michaelis, Tyler Anderson, Zach Gallon. What's it called? Why is it called that? Well, I have a good one for this, but you're going to have to wait until this break. Hey, Alex Fast here, and thanks for listening to this podcast on the Pitcher List Podcast Network. If you're a fan, consider supporting all of us by getting a PL Plus subscription, where you're going to get an ad-free website and get access to our Discord, where you can talk to all of our podcast hosts and staff. Plus, you can hang out with our incredible Pitcher List community. It's basically a baseball sanctuary year-round for as low as $8 a month. You can sign up at PitcherList.com backslash plus, and you're going to get your first month free with promo code podcast also don't forget to check out everything else we do as well from youtube videos live streams newsletters off-season articles tiktoks breakdowns over 15 baseball podcasts on our network we can't stop talking about baseball even during the off-season so sign up for pl plus today at pitcherlist.com backslash plus and use promo code podcast to get your first month free all right thanks for listening let's get back to the show so I've got a good one, I think. Okay. Pretty, pretty, pretty good one. It's Ian McKellen because he's old reliable. That's so, okay. It's funny because I, <laughs> the first person I want to talk about in this tier that uh, is, is Tyler Anderson, which I don't know if I'd call him old reliable, but he's new reliable. He's new reliable <laughs> right? he, I don't know if I would necessarily call him. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Old reliable. Um. Uh, yeah, so he, he's the first person that I kind of want to talk about. It's just so funny that, you know, uh, the player page has his Mariners hat. Obviously, the the footage has him in his pirate stuff. But of course, <laughs> Dodger right now, and that's where he's dominating most. Not been a guy uh, over the course of the year racking up a tremendous amount of Ks, but just been super consistent for you. Struggles a little bit against Chicago, but then comes out against St. Louis, one of the hottest offenses in baseball, and and really kind of blows him out of the water, even just with the two Ks and the four walks. Ends up picking up seven uh, uh, whiffs on that four-seamer, doing a little bit. Uh, actually, no, I'm not going to call it the Blake Snell blueprint because there isn't really a, a dominant breaking pitch there. But fun to see that kind of mesh of the. I don't know. What do you, what do you call the what do you call the triangle? That's we got to come up with a term. I, I just say good pitch separation is what I call good it. Pitch separation. We got to we got to come yeah. up with the what's the name of that ship? What is it? The Y wing? No, Bodie McBoatface. No, 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 another no, ship. The X wing. No, it's a, it's the one that's like three points. I think it's a, it's another Star Wars ship. It's not the Rebel Alliance. I think the it's Imperial. The, it's yeah. the one for Dater. Is it his ship, the Imperial ship in Star Wars? No, it's sure. not that one. I'm gonna look this up. Uh, but I'm great. And you, you tell me. What. But but to get to the point that I'm making, there was really good separation there um, for Tyler. Anderson. Yeah. So so four seamers, change ups down okay. the way, and the cutters down the end. Yeah, Tyler Anderson isn't someone that I expect to perform at this level 296 era 102 whip the rest of the year people can say why not he's been doing it for so this is who he is well he hasn't had a sub 435 era since 2016 which is insane as you lift your hands in the air because you found it what is it what is uh, it fast? The imperial shuttle i was so i said imperial you, you, I, I give you the props. I, that was what I used to search wow. what it is. But that's what that's what this is. It's the Imperial shuttle. It's just that. It's just that approach. Sorry, go on. Okay, um, uh, one hundred two whip uh, is the low. I mean, one twenty five was the previous low. It, he's playing out of his 
pitching out of his mind right now. And the biggest thing is the change up a 23% swing strike rate this year, really 18% is the highest um, that we've seen over the other stretch. It's a higher CSW. Oh, swing on it is 46%. And that's insanely good. Um, nothing but 40% otherwise. It's better. It's all working. He has a high put away rate, 23% on that change up and nothing over 20%, nothing over 18% uh, before. So that's everything with Tyler Anderson. The question is how much do we believe that that change up that we've seen so far is going to sustain itself at this level the rest of the way? I don't know. I, I don't know if I want to buy that's going to have a 165 batting average allowed forever. 11% hard contact rate. Maybe the Dodgers did find something to help him with it, with a grip or release point or something along those lines. Uh, the, but that's really the biggest question that I have for Tyler Anderson. And if you want to buy into that, then yeah, then it's going to be like a three, 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 five a year rate the rest of the way, probably a 105 to 110 whip with a striker rate hovering 10 per, uh, 20%. And that's good. So congrats, Tyler Anderson. You've made it into the top 50. Sweet googly moogly. Um, I, I think you, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head uh, with with the changeup because I was taking a look via the pitcherless player pages uh, at what the changeup movement looks like, right? And mm-hmm. it's it, not beautiful. Uh, I, I wouldn't really call call it. A, it's it, it's not a changeup that's really going to blow you away. It's not a very gifable changeup, right? It's very subtle. Sure. Um, last year it had twenty eight point two inches of vertical drop. The year before that, twenty six point eight. Um, this year, 34.1 career oh, nice. high amount yeah. of drop. So yeah, the, 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 the Dodgers really did do something with that changeup. Uh, it seems to have been very, uh, effective for him seeing if they did anything with the arm, uh, angle here, if they did anything with spin direction, it doesn't look like they did. Uh, but yeah, it does seem to be a new changeup for Tyler Anderson. Oh, you love to see that. Uh, also, one of the slowest in the majors, 198th in velocity at 79 miles per hour, which is kind of interesting. You see that yesterday where Zach Granke threw a uh, changeup faster than his? Yeah, because it's, it's Zach Granke. By the way, uh, that's about 12 uh, mile per hour velocity difference on the changeup uh, from the fastball, which might be part of it. It is about uh, two ticks down from previous yeah. years, um, 81 to 79 on Tyler Anderson's change. That may be part of it. Man, that pitch has been fantastic for him this year. Negative eight run value. Best uh, across his arsenal. Not much of a surprise there. Let's move on to tier eight, which is a very sad tier. It's a sad tier. Um, It's 45 through 50. Lance Lynn, Mike Clevenger, Christian Javier, Patrick Sandoval, Joe Ryan, and Blake Snell. What's it called? Why is it called that? Oh, man. Um, I'm going to call it Robin Sparkles. What is that? It's uh, you never saw how I met your mother. No, I never watched it. Yeah. Robin Sparkles is a um, one of the main characters. Uh, alter egos like they had a one like a one hit wonder. In oh, the show. yeah. I, I, OK, I've seen that clip. Yes, I remember. Yeah, yeah. Let's go to the mall. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's Robin Sparkles. And that's how I feel about this tier a bit. Um, where it's just they are not living to their full potential. They really aren't. I mean, these are guys that we've kind of discussed a little bit in depth most recently. We talked about Lance Lynn because he was having a perpetual blow up, I believe, during our podcast last week. Mm, So we kind of hinted on that a little bit. Uh, Blake Snell, it kind of makes sense that he fell a little bit considering last week, I believe he rose 22, right? I mean, uh, one thing I do want to clarify is this week I changed a little bit where the 
Toby's here, as I use air quotes that no one can hear, mm-hmm. I moved up. That is like Walker, Michaelis, Anderson, Gallen is tier seven, and that's above now these more risky propositions. So I actually have three tiers now of different types of ceiling. And tier eight is the one that we all know has legitimate elites upside to him. Blake Snell was higher because he had he was straight off of 23 uh, strikeouts across two starts. Yeah. Took a step back in cores. Um, that potential is still there. We saw that second half last year. But this whole tier now is, hey, all these guys should be kind of tier five, tier six. But they've all taken steps back. Yeah, Christian Javier, I uh, allow, he only survived 3.2 innings the last start, right? Last two starts yeah. in the bathroom. But with- Clevenger did do well, but he hasn't moved. So whatever. No, that's, yeah, I was ignoring yeah. Clevenger. And Clevenger actually... Yeah, that was an interesting start because all that damage came at the end there, and that was in cores. And but not to mention, well, there no, there was another one against the Diamondbacks recently. Oh, that's um, right. on that's Sunday, right. but then that was with flat fastball though, fastball success, not sure. slider success. I need to see slider success to be really excited about Clevenger. There's something kind of um, you kind of hit the nail on the head a little bit already. You know, Aww. again, ups. but Christian Javier just, I mean, like you said. It's a it's an interesting start against the Angels, right? Because it's three and two thirds with three uh, earned runs, but it's also ten Ks. Yeah, ten out of eleven outs via the way of the K. That's unbelievable. But it does start to look again. You know, this is a guy that the conversation is always going to be around what his command looks like, right? Mm-hmm. The fastball is starting to shift a little bit. It's starting to get a, a, a little bit more. Um, uh, I think what is that glove side? Um, it's just it, it's starting to get a little away no, it, from up in arm side. That essentially is a sign of a guy getting more tired. Um, so neck. I, I know. I, I was I was doing it. I was there. I know, but I was so excited to make the point. Oh, you oh you knew that? You I were was gonna, gonna say, say Nick, he's I a, take he's it from at, you. I was gonna say, Nick, he's at 78 innings, he's getting towards his career. Oh, play. look at Are you. Oh, I'm so sorry. To see oh, after after on. what three hundred and 32 podcasts or so we still you know sometimes you just have those days guys yeah sometimes you know you can you can be with someone for six years <laughs> and still learn things about them still still learn things and you know That's and beauty. and the most important is to stop yourself and say i'm sorry fast i should have uh, been all, better and that <laughs> it's all good i i i am happy because we both reached the same point and that's how yes friendship right that's how it's a connection that's that matters now take my point from me and run with it. <laughs> so what I was going to say fast is that you're really tired. And um, <laughs> no, right. So that is a sign of arm fatigue a little bit. Generally, when you see go, thing, uh, pitches go up in arm side, especially with fastballs, it's because their arm is lagging. I don't know if that's necessarily uh, a season-long thing, but I would say 92 pitches in under four full frames is going to tire a, a pitcher out more so than being stretched out over six, right? You get less yeah. rest. So I think that's why we started to see that a good amount. But, I mean, this wasn't the fully precise one. It wasn't so bad. It just just wasn't quite right. And, uh, I mean, honestly, the, the breakers were fine. They landed in the zone a good amount of the time. That's okay. I think he just kind of didn't go his way. Um, but the fact that three of his last four starts have come with at least double-digit strikeouts, like 10, 14, and 13, is phenomenal yeah and we cannot understate how you just can't find that later on on the sure. list 
Uh, let's move on to tier nine here, 51 through 58. Tarek Skubal, Jose Arquiti, Alex Wood, Carlos Carrasco, Adam Wainwright, Marcus Stroman, Sean Manaya, and Sonny Gray. What's it called? Why is it called that? Oh, Lord. Um, all right. I'm going to call it the influencer tier. Okay. Um, because, because they're, you know, it's, it's a hustle. They all have little things that they're trying to make it work, but we don't expect great things. But they're all just trying to like, just make, make enough and mm-hmm. to, to, to be that good. That's my best one. Best yeah. one so far, fast, yeah, 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 easily. Yeah, yeah. That, that one. So you're about <laughs> a thousand, but it's it's tough. About a thousand, <laughs> I was trying thing. to be a creative one. I was like, maybe this isn't the influencer team, but it, no. Oh, look, all of these are like, hey, I'm awesome, right? I'm Carlos Carrasco, and I do things, and <laughs> I'm Alex Wood, and I throw 93, and I have a slider, and I'm Sunny Gray, and I used to have good breaking balls. And you're like, yeah, but you're not. You're not that, you're not like an actual, I'm sorry. Influencers are, are can be wonderful too. No, I don't know can. what I'm saying. They can. <laughs> um, the, the first person I do want to talk about is, well, first I want to give a public apology to Paul Spore. I was not able to respond to his text to you and I, because I was just with the, with the trip out East. It was crazy with all eight children, but Derek Scoobal, you know, you raise him 10, which is kind of interesting because his, A, what's going on with him? B, why the raising of 10? Because after the, the the potential bounce back start against the White Sox with the seven Ks and the two earned runs, a little bit more of the same against Kansas City where he's getting hit hard. You know, I almost wonder if his, his pitches are getting tipped because it's really just across the board, right? It's not just like one pitch in particular that's really getting hammered. The slider is getting hit. The four-seamer is getting hit. All the things that were giving him so much success at the beginning of the season, he has not been able to find since really June. Yeah. Um, you know, Tarek Skubal hit 100 in this game. Uh, I think that's pretty cool. I think his slider uh, locations were actually really good. And I think he just kind of got unlucky a little more so in this start than actually pitched poorly. And I, I kind of saw it as a positive step forward for Tarek Skubal. He had the seven strikeout game and two and runs on, on Friday. I remember writing the roundup um, thinking, oh, it didn't, wasn't quite there. Um, but I honestly, I mean, I think I watched it after and I was like, yeah, you know what? This actually was kind of, kind of good though. And Tarek Scoobal, maybe I should have called it four non blondes as my, my tier because of what's going on. Well, there you go. <laughs> but the, the fact that he had his, his slider in a really good spot, I think opened the door for the fastball to be better. The sinker is really the issue, if you ask me. I don't like that sinker. I want him just to throw four seamers and sliders and change-ups personally. And then if you throw the sinker, make it just arm side and inside, like a lot of guys do, like Alec Manoa does that, and it's amazing. But his are just falling into the middle of the plate, and that's a problem. Um, I think there's there's something to like about Tarek Skubal. It's, it's, I remember seeing someone on Twitch, or maybe it was a tweet or something, saying that Tarek Skubal is this year's Matthew Boyd when we got into him in 2018. He had a wow. good first half. That no, hurts. but he had a good like two months and then it fell off the rest of the year, right? And uh Tarek in some way is replicating that. I think there is a decent chance that Tarek can get back to where he was before. I think the last two starts are a good indication. Um, and I hope uh oh yeah, I hope he comes through. Yeah, he's he, he I was just taking a look at his pitch mix over the course of the season, and so far in July, he's really trying to get back to that sinker i mean he's dropped the he's he's swapped the usage between the sinker and the four seamer 
um, pretty considerably, um, which is interesting to see. I mean, when he was having his most success, though, he was going to that slider like 35% of the time um, and then relying on, on a mix of four-seamer and sinker with a few change-ups and curveballs peppered in. And he's really... He, I wonder if he just feels lost. I mean, it mm. seems like this, this, this pitch chart kind of indicates that that he's just trying to figure out what's working. But man, you never, you, you never know if a guy is like tipping or indicating what their pitches are until you find out and they say like, oh, it turns out I was doing this. But I don't know. It's been, it's been difficult to watch him struggle. Um, we're gonna move on to tier ten here, fifty nine through sixty five. Michael Kopech, Alex Cobb, Aaron Ashby, Nick Lodolo, Max Mayer, Mackenzie Gore, and Eric Lauer. What's it called? And why is it called that? Uh, it's called the uh, George R.R. R. Martin tier because will it ever get there? Oh, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just waiting and waiting and waiting for them to deliver. And uh, I don't know yet. Yeah, I mean, that's a kind of a perfect segue into Aaron Ashby. I don't know what happened yesterday with the Brewers where they were like, yeah, oh, that makes sense. So I got it. I got it. Why? What was it? Well, it's a bullpen day. Yeah, why not? I, I I like this, honestly, because as a pitcher, you want to work a bullpen in between starts. He, he needed to because, you know, you have the he's not really going to be able to throw under the all-star. I mean, he could on the premises and everything like that. But like, no, just do it in the game or do it on the side there. So I said, why not do it in a game? That's a that's a better experience for you than just throwing your pitches in the pen separately. Like, whatever. It's Jason Alexander. Just open for him. Yeah. And he did that. And I watched it. He got really unlucky in this. I I think he actually pitched really well. Um, the the fact of the matter is Aaron Ashby's stuff is still super legit. I think yeah. there are tweaks to be made um, to get him more in tune with it. But yeah, there's there's sky's the limit here with Aaron Ashby, and I think 2023 might be when we go nuts about him. I'm drafting him everywhere. Everyone's gonna shout all the numbers at me of this year and i'm just like i don't care mm. uh because i expect him to be better <laughs> um but but yeah i mean i understand that all these guys here ashby lodolo meyer gore lauer right you're hoping that they take this step forward um in that second half and they could so if you want to go for tier 11 i even said this in the notes i'm um, saying look tier 11 is going to be more hey i know what i'm going to get and it's okay it's fine if you want to go for that, by all means, do that. Uh, if you're looking for something to actually that could you know, push the needle in your direction stronger, that would be tier 10. And that's harder to find later on than when tier 11. Let's talk about Meyer then for a second. Obviously, he makes his MLB debut. It, you know, I wonder if he is the harbinger for many uh, upcoming MLB debuts and that he threw like 50% sliders. Is that uh, insane? Which- I haven't seen that from a debut. I just I know, haven't. I, that's that's why I'm saying like I wonder if this is the, just going to be the beginning of something that yeah. we see that's more typical. I remember seeing a tweet a long time ago that was like something I think about the Giants uh, farm system and how it was like just 90 percent slider uses just like an insane amount of sliders or something. What did you I mean, you, 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 we had the the you know, he let off the roundup um, a couple of days ago when he pitched. But what were you seeing? from him in that first starts obviously gave up those home runs uh almost gets through and, and, and gets a quality start doesn't ends up with five run runs one walk five k's and five and a third just 79 pitches did you what did you think about that slider what did you think about the four seam that was peppered in so the slider was actually initially called a cutter by savant and i kind of agree 
Um, it's it's kind of like Logan Gilbert's. And there were times when he located it really well um, that allowed him to get more whiffs. It's a little bit more drop than the Logan Gilbert one, but it's not this big, you know, Bieber slider or something. It's not an Alec Manoa slider. Yeah, it's not, not like a Garrett a Cole slider. Right? It's not like that big, vicious break. It's it's a little bit slower or a little bit uh, tighter of a break. Um, but it does mean he gets a lot of strikes with it, too. 41% CSW. And this is a really good offering, which is why Max Meyer has uh, the reputation that he does. The biggest question mark I have, it's not really the changeup. Maybe the changeup develops, so it kind of is this eh, third pitch. It has decent movement, but you can really command it much and seem kind of lost in the mix here. Is the four seamer, and you're gonna, I'm sure, be surprised when I say that it reminds me a little bit of Cal Bradish. Mm-hmm. Um, where I was, I mean, I, it's not a good thing because yeah, it has, well, if you know, Bradish's four seamer, it's got the cut to it, right? Yeah, and this does actually. When I first saw on Savant cutter, I thought, oh, they're leaving the four seamer as the cutter, uh, and instead it was a slider, then they changed it back, but. I don't like guys with that cut action on fastballs. I learned my lesson from Corbin Burns until he fully leaned into it um, and turned it a little bit more aggressive cut um, to be a proper cutter. Until then, it was this pitch that would go into the barrel of bats. And I think Bradish has this problem a little bit too. And the way that you're supposed to use this, if you have it, is do the Mariano Rivera approach, which essentially is just you only jam guys with this you do not leave this in any way over the plate generally does fall into the bat because if you know four seamers how do you beat them you beat them above the bat sinkers you beat them below the bat if you have a cut to it that means it's getting more drop and also slight angle toward the barrel i so you don't want that unless it's like going underneath the bat right i i'm a little scared by that i want to see another start um from max Meyer because i don't really think you can judge a guy from one star especially his mlb debut yeah, but I'm a little tepid, uh, more tepid than I wanted to be. I also wonder how good the slider is going to be for Max Meyer. So that's the quick review. Uh, I I think he's a hold, but he's not going to be this savior, I don't think, for your team. Uh, well, um, it's got a fun next start in Cincinnati against Nick Lodolo, uh, actually. Hey, uh, Nick Lodolo, I think, has some more promise. Really, I kind of dig his whole thing. It's just the command is a little wonky. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's fun to watch. The stuff is definitely there for him. Uh, tier 11, 66 through 71, Corey Kluber, Merrill Kelly, Martin Perez, your favorite, Noah Syndergaard, Jamison Tyone, and Ross Stripling. What's it called and why is it called that? Um, he's the name of the actor you don't remember from The Office. I don't remember any of the actors in The Office, besides Steve Carell and John and Jim. And- yeah, you know, um, Vince, uh, nope. Yeah, Vince, Rain, Rain, no, no, no. Uh, Dwayne Wilson. Wilson, and yeah. you know Jenna. Was it whatever her name is? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> no. What I'm saying is that you don't know Toby's name. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> poor Toby. Uh, yeah, that, that's very true. Uh, the you know, keeping with the theme of people we haven't really discussed in quite some time or much at all in this podcast in the last couple of weeks. The first person to lead off this tier, number 66, leading tier 11, is Corey Kluber, who. Just kind of a quiet, under-the-radar, like, good season, right? 3.73 ERA. The, the the Ks haven't necessarily been there, but a 1.12 whip from him has been very good. Coming off a really good start uh, against, oh, 
not really good. Okay, start against the Orioles, kind of uh, floundered there a little bit towards the end. Uh, what have you been seeing, though, from Corey Kluber recently that has you rising him eight spots? Yeah, I mean, this isn't, you know, once we're now in the 60s, 70s, 80s, the eight spot stuff is less about them. It's more about other guys getting removed or shifted around and so on and so forth. And more about the groupings. So this was a grouping of like, okay, who of the other Tobies am I cool with? Kluber, Kelly, Martin Perez, Syndergaard, Tyone, Stripling, fine. Um, with Kluber, his breaker hasn't been as great, but good mm-hmm. for seamer, sorry, sinker location and cutters. Breaker wasn't as good against your Orioles, but he also survived the Red Sox for two straight starts, which is really impressive to me. So yeah. I understand people want to keep rolling with Kluber and sure, here you go. No, but he's been he's been a kind of a reliable workhorse though. I yeah. mean he's well, he's right. not been hurting your team, that's for sure. Um I mean also, wow. This is a three point nine percent walk rate. That's that's shaping up to yeah, be I the know. lowest of his career. That's wild. That's unbelievable. This is lowest since twenty eighteen. That's unreal. Yeah. Um uh, all right, let's move on uh, to, to this next tier here. Another tiny little baby tier, tier 12, 72 through 76. Josiah Gray, Hunter Green, Ian Anderson, Reed Detmers, and Luis Patino. What's it called? Why is it called that? Uh, this is called Macaulay Culkin because they're all young guys. Okay, very good. Hopefully don't have the same career that <laughs> had. Um, now, Luis Patino is kind of a, a fun one to talk about as he kind of makes his return to the list of guy that I knew I was pretty excited about coming into this year. And then what did we do? We got his debut on April 11th that he went two thirds of an inning, baby. Got yeah. removed for the game with an injury and it was very sad, but he comes back against the O's. He does not record a single strikeout. He records two whiffs on 56 pitches, uh, just either really kind of a blob over the heart of the plate with everything, with with the four seam, with the cutter, with the sinker, with the slider. Nothing was really working for him. I guess you could just kind of say that getting getting the 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 cobwebs are how are you feeling about Luis Patino heading into the second half of the season? Well, I'm willing to give him a break, you know, first start of the year, really, just getting his feet wet. Oftentimes we see guys ramp up the velocity with more starts. Uh 94.4 on the fastball here after going 96 last year. And that was a real alarm bell for me in that one. That's the main thing I'm going to be looking for with Patino. But I can see someone wanting to stash him, seeing how the next couple starts go. As the four-seamer supposed to be the pitch for him. Last year, 13% mm-hmm. swing strike rate on it. This was obviously not that. Um, and then he has this slider uh, that is getting recorded as a cutter, but it's really a slider um, that is good but not great in the past. And I hope that it can take a step forward to be a proper whiff pitch. But we'll see. I mean, we know the talent of Patino in the preseason. We had him, you know, around this area with the potential for more. I remember Eno really loving him. And we haven't seen him yet, in my view. This was just like, whatever, go out there, kid. And we'll see you in the second half. You want to talk about an imperial shuttle. Um, Ian Anderson, who rises 11 up to 74, has been like the, the, the po- really the poster boy of the imperial shuttle. Yeah, it's so fetch, you know? It's so why why are you bring fetch into it? Because um, it's not gonna happen fast. <laughs> no, it, it, the Imperial Shuttle is it, baby. Uh the, but seriously, I mean the, the separation of the four seam and the changeup and that most recent start against Washington didn't really bear out in the overall line, but it was pretty amazing to see. This is a guy who stayed away from the middle of the zone. 
kept those curveballs down in the way, kept those changeups down, and then elevated that four seamer. It was it's like really remarkable to see the the kind of separation that was happening there. Is is that what you're kind of getting excited about for me and Anderson? I mean, everything well, else is one point five one whip, like googly moogly. Well, yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> the curveball is the last piece of the puzzle. I don't. We've seen guys before. Luke Weaver comes to mind who had really good four-seamer changeup separation, right? Uh, they could do this where they go up with the fastball and the down with the changeup effectively. I mean, this is really nice. I do not expect it to stick for Ian Anderson because it's just so atypical for him to be this consistent on both of those mm-hmm. pitches. But if he were, he needs to get the curveball in there too. We saw last year having a 50% plus CSW against the Rockies for a start last year, Ian Anderson. It got me so excited, but maybe that could happen. But yeah, we're not quite there yet. He still had eight base runners in 5.1 innings, three walks because, again, could not get the curveball for a strike and it messed things up. And he can't quite be like, oh, I need to throw a strike now or, oh, I will not get behind the three balls. You know what I mean? He's still hoping for it to go where it needs to go. Uh, So be careful. He's a cherry bomb. And I don't really have too much faith he's going to put it together, but I I won't rule it out. As guys still struggle to hit him hard. Yeah. Uh, And... You know, it's a, at least with the change of this year, actually the fastball has been crushed a lot more. I take that back. 36% hard contact rate as opposed to say the 26% 2020 that it used to have. Um, but the change up still good 20%. Anyway, Ian Anderson, not really someone I expect at this point to uh, to get it together in time, but I'm watching. I'm, an, I'm, I'm hoping fast. I'm hoping. I'm praying. Um, looking at tier 13, a little larger, 77 through 87, Paul Blackburn, Drew Rasmussen, Stephen Matz, Braxton Garrett, Jacob Orizzi, Kyle Gibson, Marco Gonzalez, Nick Pavetta, Trevor Rogers, Zach Plezak, and Ranger Suarez. What's it called? Why is it called that? It's called the Elian Gonzalez because you're going to forget all of these by next year. Wow. Oh, my God. Uh, let's <laughs> lead with the Braxton Garrett. Uh, that's unbelievable. Keeping, keeping with the... Uh, Keeping with the theme of young Marlins arms throwing predominantly sliders, Braxton Garrett obviously debuted a few years ago, but still a very young arm. He's 24 years old, working his way into that Marlins rotation. Um, the, the swing strike rate kind of seems to indicate that the K rate could jump up a little bit to 25, maybe 26 percent. Um, the you know the slider is super effective for him. It's got a 19.3% swing strike rate. It can still get hit every once in a while. I mean, it's got a sub 300 woba, but 284. I wouldn't necessarily. It's elite. It's very very good. Um, the four seamer been okay for him as well. Are you seeing that there could theoretically be more steps forward for Braxton Garrett? Uh, Braxton Garrett. I mean, you just had 11 strikeouts, a golden goal, 23 whiffs, and a 40% CSW insane the slider was better than i've ever seen the uh the biggest question mark i have is hey um yeah the 59 csw on the sinker with nine whiffs on 22 thrown on a 90.8 mile per hour pitch mm. I, I i don't think that's gonna stick and uh the way I, I talk about that um it reminds me of josh fleming at the beginning of the year oh, i don't wow. know if you remember this the rays uh but the first two games he had are for earth two of the first three he had a ton of whiffs on sinkers and everyone jumped on like the near 12 K per nine. And then what do you have like two whiffs total in the next two starts on that sinker? And it's like, yeah, because if there's one whiff pitch that doesn't happen, well, okay. If there's a pitch that does not get whiffs consistently, it's a sinker. Um, it's just not made that way. It's just not how it works. So, and he has a distinct four seamer and sinker, Braxton Garrett. Mm. Um, 
so yeah, I don't, I don't really believe that much in this. Uh, keep in mind also after get this 11, before this 11 strikeout game, it's seven strikeouts total in his previous two games. He's not really this kind of guy, but it can show up against Pittsburgh. It can show up against Rocky Road. So for me, Braxton Garrett is a, all right, I need a start this week. Who, who is it? Oh, it's a mediocre team. Fine. I'll take a chance. Not this. Oh man, he's going to give me double digit strikeouts and hint at a golden goal all the time. Like that's not Braxton Garrett. So we're, we're, we're low on the list, but what is it then about him that has him behind Mats? who, I mean, obviously he left the game after four pitches. He was had that shoulder injury before he hit the IL had two pretty good back-to-back starts against the Orioles and, and the Mets, but you know, hasn't been able to string together much because it's a very small sample, fewer than 40 innings so far to start the year. Um, but w- what made you put him right under Stephen Matz? Yeah, maybe I should have put Braxton Garrett above it. I mean, they're in the same tier of, hey, you need something, fine. Um, this stuff could work. Stephen Matz, we talk about the the Cardinal defense all the time. He was a big breakout pick for people of going to St. Louis and just all of a sudden the ratios get better. Uh, sure. You know, obviously that didn't quite pan out, but also, also the injury happened and Michaelis was the real one, I guess. But uh, that could still happen for Matt's moving forward. And with Braxton, it's uh, sure you just had 11 strikeouts and now everyone's focused, but that's not going to happen again. And what he was before was this okay arm. And that's kind of similar to Stephen Matt's. Okay. Um, let's move on to tier 14 here 88 through 93. Johnny Cueto, Madison Bubgarner, Cal Quantrill, Michael Walker, Tyler Wells, Chris Flexen. What's it called? Why is it called that? Um, it's John Goodman in Big Lebowski. Like you want you want a Toby, I'll get you a Toby. I can yeah, get you sure. Toby by two by two PM. Uh, or like you're out of your element. You're out of your element yeah. tier 14. Like, <laughs> you're out of your element here. Uh if, no one more out of his element than someone who appears at number 91. You, you hear Michael Waka, the thing that you don't necessarily think uh is 2.69 ERA. Yeah, you don't think, wild. oh you don't think 70 innings and second uh 22nd best ERA in baseball. You don't really think that from Michael Walker, especially because everything else is so middling to poor. Um, and then, you know, like how what, what do you even begin to make then of Michael Walker? You think he's just kind of on a path where everything else uh his ERA is just going to start to resemble everything else relatively soon? I uh, I mean Maybe he's on a winning team of the White um sorry the White Sox, the Red Sox. He had a nice stretch uh beforehand before the injury, uh before the injured start of forward runs. Um Waka had allowed just six earned runs in five games. It, it's that simple to me. And I don't really want to have Michael Waka on my fantasy teams, but I can grasp that he can give you five to six innings on a given night with a win. And that's sure. Here you are, tier fourteen, Michael Walker. Come on, come on back from the IL, buddy. I mean, he he. There, these have to be pretty historic kind of numbers that he's putting up with this changeup so far. I mean, it has a uh, a, a two sixteen woba right now. Yeah, that is that's hmm. the best woba he's ever put up on his changeup. And there's nothing from what I can tell particularly new about the pitch. I mean, he's throwing it more. He's really going to it more. He's got a career high 31% usage and he's kind of pivoted to being a four seam changeup kind of pitcher. Um, Just like the old days. 
it's it, yeah it's i don't know I, I don't know if i'm necessarily buying it but again like you said it's tier 14 we're, we're kind of pinching pennies at this point but that brings us to tier 15 the final tier arguably the most exciting tier um 94 through 100 uh uh are you okay oh you're thinking i, I see you thinking i like just got a glimpse of you and i was like either he's having a migraine <laughs> or he's um graham ashcrack keegan thompson jacob junis our boy brady singer oh my god what year is it uh chris bubich oh my god it was this weird used to be royals now not but guys we used to talk about lovingly all the time tier uh patrick corbin and spencer watkins what's it called and why is it called that this is your called your aunt's um boyfriend's barber's english teacher who happened to be on Jeopardy. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> yeah, like someone you say it once and you're like, oh yeah. And then the conversation just moves on. Like, yeah, oh, it's cool. just like, and then he oh, I know that guy. He's my aunt's boyfriend's uh, barber's English teacher's. Yeah. Oh, I know Spencer Watkins. He did yeah. a regional <laughs> lotto ad once. Oh, cool. That's fun. <laughs> yeah, that's who these guys are. Because, I mean... Uh, good luck. I mean, Jacob Junis is coming back, um, or he just came back, and then he's in the rotation now for the Giants. He gets a Diamondbacks thing on the week. Maybe that works. Brady Singer is always an interesting coin flip. Chris yeah. Bubich just threw 92 miles per hour, had a good changeup, and it worked against the Jays in Toronto. Patrick Corbin, maybe he's throwing like 93 now, but whatever. Um, so, yeah, then then you got your boy fast. I did it for you. I know. Is that is that why you put Spencer Watkins up there at 100? I mean, who? Uh, sure. Why not? You know, I like to, I like to be kind. Do you know that over the last four starts, Spencer Watkins been... has a combined three hundred runs and never allowed more than one? Yeah, it's it's unbelievable. Ever since he he um, really returned from the IL, he's uh, he's been he's been really fantastic. He's been a very different pitcher for Baltimore, and and he's been uh, yeah, it's been a pleasure to watch. I got to watch that game against the Cubs during the win streak, and it was it was good. It was good to watch. Yeah, decent um, separation. Really good at keeping the four seamer arm side right now mm-hmm. and then keeping the cutter away as long as you can do that like all the time sure as i as i move my hands back and forth like i'm opening the red sea <laughs> like a shutter yeah yeah um it is. but uh but as long as that command six good i don't know if he's gonna have that i think that's the hardest bet to make start to start but i hope it does for his sake if the blake snell blueprint is very north south it's fun yes. to see it tilted 15 degrees east oh you know sure I mean? that like is the, the old that is the old josh fleming josh fleming used to be like super sinker like high sliders and away sinkers mm. kind of thing yeah i kind of yeah. like that because that is kind of exactly what watkins did against the cubs or it's like you said with mm. that forcing replacement and then everything else was diagonally set up on top of that so it mm. it's almost like a uh you tilt the um our new favorite term the imperial shuttle. <laughs> he says <laughs> our if you don't, if you don't name this podcast, <laughs> the Imperial episode, Shutter, the Imperial Shuttle, then I, I, I don't know what to do. Um, all right, Nick, I know you've got a, you've got a, you've got a. I got to go. I got a train to catch. You're heading up to the coast, but this has been another, another lovely rendition. Um, I, I hope you enjoy the All Star Game. I hope you enjoy the All Star Break. I know the All Star Game is your favorite thing in the world. Um, but that wow. is going to do it for episode number three thirty three of On the Corner, the official Pitchlist.com podcast. I'm your host, Alex Fast. And I'm the non-patronizing Nick Pollock. I'll talk to you guys (laughs) next week.